and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. Um, over the next several episodes, we're going to be talking about the virtues and I know that, or we know that there are lots of um, sub virtue, like there's different types of virtues. We can get into all that. We're going to specifically focus on the seven virtues that counteract or defeat the seven deadly sins. So those being humility, kindness, temperance, chastity, patience, generosity, and diligence. Um, humility is going to be woven in throughout because as we've said several times on other podcasts, humility, uh, pride is kind of the root, root sin. So humility is what defeats pride. And so we're going to be talking about humility in all the episodes that we talk about virtues. But today, the other two virtues that we're going to focus on are patience and kindness. And I think we said that we wanted to focus on these two first because as mothers um kindness and patience are something that are tested daily daily hourly (laughs) and so it's one that all of us can really we can (laughs) we can talk about pretty probably forever i've been tested on patience (laughs) about five times in the last 10 minutes As we've been interrupted, yes. Uh, not by these and ladies, so. by my own children. We record at my house. Yes, Sorry. And so, but of course, you know, like kindness and patience are virtues for absolutely everybody, regardless of whether or not you have children and so, yes. or what vocation that you're called to. And so, um, yeah, hopefully what we say will be, will, will help and be applicable to everybody. Mm-hmm. So patience, I, I, it's really funny. I think it's quite ironic or whatever. Maybe I'm using that term wrong. But when I was growing up, I was complimented a lot on my patience. I feel like I don't have any now as an adult with my children. I mean, I, I know I have some, but I feel like I am constantly yelling at people to do things or at, because I'll ask, I feel like I start out patiently, but then that's not where I end up. I don't stay there. I think that that's probably my biggest challenge with that particular virtue is keeping myself there and um, and that non-anxious presence. Mm, I love that phrase. Yeah, I do. It's (laughs) my favorite. And, you know, and that whole, like, in the moment, those, those intense moments where I have already asked five times for something to happen. And I know we've also talked about that at some point it is our job as a parent to let our children know that's not okay to not listen and things like that. But it's like, where's that fine line? Like, where, when is it where I'm just kicking it up a notch and still guiding? But mm-hmm. where is it turned to wrath and I'm just angry at mm-hmm. this point because mm-hmm. nobody's listening to me? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I think I sit on that line a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently yeah. I've been praying for patience because I am, I've kind of like teetered in and out of, I have a kind of a pendulum in me where like there are some couple of days or a week or something where I'm like doing pretty good and I'm not really like yelling at my kids and I'm breathing through situations mm-hmm. that are frustrating and, you know, like I, I feel good about this. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I start to collapse. 
and then I'm yelling at everybody and I'm getting frustrated and, you know, bad words are popping out of my mouth and my kids are looking at me and I'm like, oh no. And so then I have to go confess it. And, oh, but see, like, cause, cause I think patience and kindness really go hand in hand because mm-hmm. when you lack that patience, when you allow yourself to fall into that wrath, um, and I think into that envy as well, because we envy, I think I can envy what it is that I'm lacking. Like I'm, I'm not getting what I want out of this situation. Like I'm envying that thing that's out of my reach and I want it and I'm angry about it. That clean house. <laughs> Forever be out of your reach. <laughs> until they go yes. to college. Right. Yep, right. You know, the clean house, the the kids who listen, uh, you know, on the dime and all Being of Being on time things. places. <laughs> who are these mythical kids who listen? <laughs> like, I mean, see, yeah. everyone talks about mm-hmm. this person's kids listen to them. And I'm like, they don't, just in front of you. Well, <laughs> yeah. I really think that it's all a sham. Well, and I think that's one thing I've, I've heard about people is that, like, if with your kids, is that you know you're doing right if your kids are respectful around other people and when they come home and they're just terrible well it's because they're they're comfortable with you so they can let down their guard there's some truth to that yeah and they're you know because there's been one you know i as with a background teaching i've always said i have more patience with other people's children but i have really good classroom management skills with other people's kids but those kids aren't with me all the time Mm -hmm. 24 7 and like you know when you are with your family that's where you're allowed to break down those walls or if you are comfortable with your family you are i know that there's some that we still have to keep you know feel like they have to keep walls up with their family but if uh, that's why a lot of people say you know you're doing something right if you're the one that they're having meltdowns with because that means that they're comfortable enough to be themselves around you and to let down their guard mm-hmm. and and that's the other you know the other side of the sword i guess because it's like i feel good about that but it's also very frustrating (laughs) and there's this tricky age where you have to actually start (laughs) instructing them on being more virtuous towards you as Mm -hmm. well and those those tantrums tend to get more and more along the line of disrespect Mm -hmm. as they get older yep and so there's that there's that tricky part of that preteen sort of tween adolescent thing of figuring out how do I let this be and let these feelings be validated and stay here and this is you're allowed to feel what you want to feel and also to say hey you've got to move on mm-hmm. and tell yourself the truth because you're starting to believe lies and you're starting to be disrespectful to mommy you know mm-hmm. that's a challenging age to be at we're in that we're at that place in our house and it's always it's a daily well our kids are the same age so it's there's that point where we're like okay i want to validate what you're saying and i do but also you're actually wrong and you're in a wrong spot and you're going to get yourself into a bad pattern of thinking if you don't correct Mm -hmm. the the flaws in your thought process yeah well see my oldest is seven and he's doing this Mm -hmm. where i'm having a hard time because like I want him to be able to express himself and say when he's upset because I don't I don't think it's fair that I can say how I'm feeling and show that I'm frustrated but then when he does it and I've done this in the past when he does it to me I shut it down and I say right. knock it off. Right. You know, it's he's a human being too and he right. has these frustrating feelings and he doesn't know what to do with them and and all of this so I've been trying to teach him and teach myself really like um 
prudence in terms of like when to when to to allow these things to happen and how they should go come about. I've told him that, you know, you can be angry and you can tell me that you're angry and you can say it in an angry voice, but there's a point where you cross the line and you become disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And that seems like it's very situational. It is. You know, and so sometimes for me, it's hard to to peg sometimes. There are times when my husband comes in and I would have just let it go. Right. And Mm -hmm. he comes, swoops in and says, ah, that was not okay. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I disagree with him and then other times I agree with him. So, Mm -hmm. but... You were you reminded me, Stacy, of uh, so specifically with my children, and I've lear- been learning this patience and this kindness with other people in my lives as well. With my husband, with my my side of the family, my mom and dad, and my sisters, and all of this. Um, but God has really been focusing me in the last few years on my family, and um, really, you know, showing Him through me to my family, to my kids, and my husband first and foremost. And I can think of three major times, there may have been more, but it's like three major themes that he has taught me that have been leading me, I think, in this to be humble, more humble, and think of my family more so that I can be more patient and I can be more kind because this is really something that I've struggled with. And the first one was that, like, the kids were comfortable comfortable for me, like, with me, and so they act out with me. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, okay. And it helped me a little while. A little while. And I kept trying to remember that. And I'd fall off the wagon and I'd start yelling and all that stuff. And then I'd remember it and I'd get back on. And I kept doing that. And then, but it just didn't seem like it was like really changing me. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't really sticking. And then a while later, it came to mind that like it's my job. It's not my job to get what I want throughout the day. It's my job, especially with my children being younger. I have four, seven down to um, almost two. It's my job to calm the situation, to diffuse the situation because they have big feelings and they don't know how to handle them. And I need to show them how to handle that. And so I have to be the example for that. And that was kind of a big revelation for me and very profound for me. And so I started instituting that. And I do really well. And then the pendulum mm-hmm. would swing and I'd fall off and go back and forth. And most recently, just a couple of days ago, I had just been yelling at my kids so incredibly frustrated because we have free range chickens and the kids keep leaving the door to the sunroom open and the chickens keep getting in and they're pooping on my plants. (laughs) It's driving me nuts. And not to mention like my one-year-old wants to run outside all the time Mm -hmm. and then the dog goes out and the dog tries to eat the chickens. And it's just, it's very frustrating. And so I've been telling them repeatedly, you have to close the doors behind you. And they won't. They'll do it for like, mm-hmm. you know, two times out of the day and all, all the 50 other times that they run in and out of the house, they won't. And so I was just so upset and so angry because this is the 15th time that day that I had told them and I was yelling at them, like, oh my gosh, yelling at them. And I stepped away because within all of this, I've been asking God, please help me to be the mom that you want me to be. Like, help me to be patient, like, to, to be a firm mother that teaches my children right from wrong and teaches them to do the things that they ought to do. But to be patient in that, to be kind in that, to be loving in that, because I fail so often in all of those things. And it just came to mind. So what's more important, getting them to do what it is that you want them to do in this situation or being a kind, you know, loving mother? And I was like, 
getting them to do what I want them to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong answer. Wait, 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 wait. Wrong level, wrong level. Exactly. And so, and then I thought about it and I was like, hold up, hold up. I think God's talking to me here. I need to back up and I need to let go of that. And then another thought popped in my head and it was phrased, is my, like my, and it wasn't phrased as a question anymore. It was my relationship with my kids and therefore how they are going to view God in, in large part the church, their mm-hmm. faith mm-hmm. is more important than insert stressor here. Yeah, definitely. And that was huge for me. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, like I I am looking inward. So often I already knew this. I already knew how much, how prideful I am as a mother. Um, but also how that, that wrath, I can get so angry with them. And I can envy that which I don't have in terms of all the things the way that I want it to be. And I, so I knew this, but when it was phrased that way and how I, when I am yelling and I'm screaming even with my kids and I'm having to apologize so often, you know, eventually children, I think, and this is something that's hit me and it's, it's been daunting and scary that, you know, kids are very easy to forgive. They're very quick to forgive. Mm -hmm. But eventually if you keep saying, sorry, but then you just keep on doing the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and nothing changes, they're going to notice and they're mm-hmm. going to get sick and tired of it. And that sorry is not going to mean a thing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that and I was like, oh, no, like, that's terrifying. <laughs> and so, yeah, just in, and this is it's been about two days. And so it's only been a short time. But today was so much more peaceful. I was still frustrated, but that thought kept popping in my head every time I started getting really frustrated with them was my relationship with them and how I represent God in their lives is far more important than getting them to close that door. Mm-hmm. Then even getting them to listen to what it is that I have to say. Cause like another take you could take from that is like, well, yeah, my relationship is important with them, but I also need to teach them right mm-hmm. from wrong and okay. teach them to listen to me. Absolutely. And I don't think that what I, this does is take away from that. I think it more is the, the method with which you do it, mm-hmm. that, that you implement that in, in your life and the lives of your children, is that I'm going to do it with that patience and with that kindness and with that humility. I was thinking about when you were talking about when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, they're going to notice. We're all, we all do that because we're all sinners. I mean, how many times have you gone to confession and confessed the same sin mm-hmm. over and over and over again? One of the things I tell my kids is I'll apologize for something. And one of my, my oldest likes to say, Mama is okay, because he understands that he understands why I acted that way. But I tell him, I go, it wasn't okay. I go, I appreciate your forgiveness. I go, that's very important to me. But what happened was not okay. And as so I go, I'm gonna keep working on myself and I'm asking you to keep working on yourself so that we we work together. To avoid because we're I, what we've been talking about through this whole we journey together towards mm-hmm. heaven, mm-hmm. and you know I'm in control of my choices and and my emotions and I, sometimes they get away from us. Our kids too too. And I think it's important for them to understand that we can make choices with our emotions that are not okay, but we can keep working on them. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I tell perfect, and you know I'm going to try not to do this again. But who knows what the next situation is going to look like? You know, we, you know, the house being certain places in the house being dirty really trigger me because mm-hmm. we need a clean space to do schoolwork because we homeschool and it starts to become a you know fire hazard. You know, you you can't walk into your room and stuff like that. And 
during tornado season, I get kind of worried about like, how are we going to get you out of your room if your room mm-hmm. is too messy? You know, so safety things and things like that. But, you know, I don't have to act that, you know, I don't have to react that way is what mm-hmm. I tell them. And I said, so I'll work on my reactions. Uh, I could, it would be nice if you could listen to me initially so that we, I don't feel unheard and then I don't react in a negative way. I was like, it's not your fault. I said, but we work together to make this work as mm-hmm. a team. Yeah. And so. My oldest and I were having this conversation um, just the, the other day. And after I had kind of a, like, ah, this is a really frustrating yelling kind of a day. And I, I talked to him. He was really upset about it. And I talked to him and I apologized. And I told him I'm trying to do better. And, um, you know, I'm working at it. Just sometimes it takes a long time for change to happen. But I am, I'm, I'm trying. You know, we agreed that we needed to be a team and that we were going to work together to make the days better. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to come up with, like, a, a team name. And we're the Butterfists. This long story <laughs> to that. We have, like, a secret handshake that goes along with it. So That's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, that was a blast. <laughs> And so, like, there's been a couple of times when things have gone, like, along, you know, kind of gone wrong or whatever for the day. And, you know, we're like butterfists. <laughs> and I'll, like, remember that? We have to work together. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun. And but. it's not going to be perfect, too. And, you know, even working together is going to take time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that's, that's part of that humility aspect that we can't do it on our own. And not only, you know, working together as a team to get there, but also letting God in. Because I think that's part of the thing, too, is especially as mom or women, we think that we have to fix everything. And our job to do this, it's our job to do that. But we can't do anything without letting God in. I even get the house clean. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think when we let humble ourselves enough to let God in, that patience is easier to maintain. And in turn, it's easier to be kinder to each other because we're all patient with each other. We know that everybody's trying their hardest and it's easier to be patient because when we're all at each other's throats, we get tired. Mm-hmm. And when you're tired and you're, and I, this is a phrase with my older two or younger all the time. I know you're tired, you're tired. And it's okay for you to feel the way you feel, but your feelings and your tiredness is not an excuse to be rude to people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that's us too as adults, because we get tired and we get frustrated and we've said it 20 times and they're still doing it. And, or, you know, that one coworker hasn't listened and, you know, just, mm-hmm. and we get frustrated. But when we take ourselves back and let God in, you know, maybe starting that, that your day with the come Holy Spirit or even a St. Michael prayer, come, you know, protect me throughout this day, help me do God's will. Or even multiple times throughout the day when you feel yourself dropping, you know, dropping back. And you know, we're not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, but we just, but we keep working, pick ourselves up and keep going towards the, the finish line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, I think a lot of it for me is, is paying attention to those triggers. Because mm-hmm. usually, I know for me, there's just a few things. I'm not an impatient person in general, but there are a few things that every single time yeah. are going to get under my skin and you're, I'm going to start to feel that, you know, that, uh, you know, to start barking at somebody or telling them in that, that certain tone that's right on the edge of being not mm-hmm. so nice that moms use that, we justify because we're trying to get things done. You know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> but there are, I think you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, St. Teresa of Avila says knowing yourself 
is the beginning of holiness because I don't know if that's a direct quote. I don't want to say that, but it's beginning to understand this is the nature of where, of where I am and in my specific soul, where do I need God's specific help? Mm-hmm. For me, patience has to do with control. When I lose control of a situation that I needed to be in control of, if I'm going to be late, if I think I'm going to be late, if there's even a small chance that I'm going to be late somewhere, mom's going to start losing her, you know what? And, <laughs> and But that is my issue. Mm-hmm. It is really not the end of the world if someone is late somewhere. But my kids have seen me get real, real torqued if I think they're slowing me down from getting where I need to be. And that's like a, that's a control issue on my part. And I have to examine that and be like, okay, where are these points in my life that create these regular triggers? Is there something I can do practically to eliminate the encounter with the trigger as much as possible? That alone could save a lot of our issue here, you know? Well, like, I know, because that's a big trigger for me. Like, we've even had the conversation. Every time we're running late somewhere, I snap. Like, the right, kids and I have had this talk. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I asked you. And they know ready. that about you. Yeah. And they might know that about me, too. But it's it stems from there are people waiting for us. Right, and I right. feel like I'm letting them down. Like, I don't know how many times we've been late for our our homeschool adoration. And I'm just like, we have people who are waiting. I'm supposed to be helping with this music. And, like, and I'm like this is not at a time that we are not, like, this is at, it's not like an earlier time. It's not like a weird time. Most of our homeschool activities happen at that same time. So it's like, why can't we get there? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, and so, um so it gets really frustrating because I feel like, and, and that's not the only place. There's other places too where there's people waiting for us, you know, sometimes book club or whatever. And I feel like the, you know, we're letting somebody else down because we should be there. And I've even tried the whole telling them 30 minutes ahead of time that we mm-hmm. have to get ready. It does like, it, I have, I've tried all sorts of tricks and it just doesn't, it's just, we just are late. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I haven't figured out how, like, I know that about myself. My kids know that we have, there's been some days where it's beautiful. Like, right. like we have five minutes oh, and everybody goes. And then like, that's actually the most beautiful time. And so I don't know if I just need to tell them like every morning we have five minutes to get out of here, but I think they'll go <laughs> catch on eventually. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mom, why are we here an hour well, early? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's so, just but, part of that but, constant dying to yourself. Yeah. Like just look. Sometimes you're going to be late. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A mother with how many children might be late somewhere? What a shocker. <laughs> right. Like, these are, th- yeah. these are stereotypes for a reason. Mm-hmm. This is what it means to live life with other people. And this is what I need to remind myself of. Th- this is not your show. Right. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, mm-hmm. this is a composite of a bunch of different souls and you yelling at them and giving them a complex about being late is not going to benefit them spiritually. Yeah. And I think it's just stuff like that. Like yeah. when it comes to patience, I think it really, with moms, we actually really are. If you're walking with, you're an interior person, you're inside of your interior, there is a desire. There is a posture of love and patience toward your children already. When you wake up in the morning, there's no mother in the world that wakes up and is like, I'm just excited to take everything out of my kid. Maybe there is that mom. Not in this crowd, okay? We, all of us, desire kindness and patience and sweetness with our children. In fact, we try really, really hard every day, as hard as we can, to do that. But these triggers happen. And this stuff happens. 
And I think at that point, you know, you have to listen to the saints when they say things like, if you have a flaw that God has not removed, and you have asked him and asked him to remove that flaw, and yet it remains, it is there for your sanctification. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that's what I was thinking, too, is that as frustrating as it is, like, I, I, I think back to this lesson that I've learned recently that, you know, my relationship with my kids is more important than A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Another way that I've, it's been phrased for me is how I want to react in this situation isn't worth that relationship. Mm-hmm. isn't worth that wounding of my relationship. And so it's, and that's a, that's a hard one for me because it's like, I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to being late. I get so upset. I get so frustrated. I'm yelling at the kids. I'm pushing them in the car. I can see their anxiety. Mm-hmm. I can see their sadness in their eyes that breaks my heart. And I'm still just like, ah, it's still going. And so one thing that I've learned for me, and I don't do it well, I, it's, I, I think about this and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a good one to follow, but I don't. But like whenever we've had these types of situations and I've just been like, okay, everybody stop. Like we're, we're running late. We are already late and I want to go right now, but everybody stop. I take that breath, calm myself down so that I'm not reacting to the situation, but I'm responding to it and say, look, these people are waiting for us. We're already late. I'm sorry that I've been yelling. Everybody put your shoes on right now and get out to the van. And then I just sit and I just watch them so that I'm not busy doing something else and distracted while they're not doing what I told them to do. And then I turn around and get angry again. Mm-hmm. I just sit and I say, okay, yep. Okay. Your shoes are on, go. Your shoes are on, go. And doing that, like slowing it down as like counterproductive as that sounds. But again, I don't do it very often. And when I do it, it works. <laughs> like, no, it works beautifully. Yeah, all the experts <laughs> say to slow yourself down. That mm-hmm. when you're getting in that, the, the answer mm-hmm. is to stop. And mm-hmm. slow yourself down so that you can get out from that Think You know, they talk about in the big life stuff, you know, the, the upstairs brain and the downstairs mm-hmm. brain. When you're in that brain where your feelings are in control, mm-hmm. you're not you're thinking. Not yeah. You're not being rational. You're scared. You're in your fight, 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 your yeah. fight mm-hmm. area. And it and takes that breathing. It takes breathing yeah. that oxygen because it actually literally cuts off oxygen from that oh, rational thinking part of your brain. Really <laughs> I, I don't get into it. I know. I know. I don't follow all of it because I just it, it exhausts me. But I have taken it's like certain lessons. It's overwhelming. too much it at once. Yeah. But it, I've taken certain <laughs> lessons from it that like when you when you were in that fight or flight reflex, it literally cuts off oxygen from mm-hmm. that rational yeah. thinking. Yeah. So you actually have to take those deep breaths mm-hmm. and, and that gets that. you out of that. And yeah. it, it re that oxygenates that thinking part of your brain so you can think again and yeah. it's not so emotional. And that's a hard thing to remember to do. I've, I've learned to do it better. I'm not nearly as good as it, at it as I'd like to be, but as I've imperfectly tried to remember to do it and just, you know, remembered after the fact and right. it gets a little bit easier every time but we used to have a reaction really reaction or relationship that's the question you ask yourself in Mm -hmm. that moment reaction yeah or relationship Mm -hmm. which one am i going to choose because i can't have both yeah and sometimes you might be like i want the reaction because i'm angry oh you definitely will choose the reaction yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. but then it's that working towards choosing that relationship it's very hard we used to have a phrase and maybe i need to go back to it because i didn't actually kind of forgot about it until we just had this conversation but when um, we used to go to school instead of homeschooling um, five days a week, when we were running late, we ended up adopting a phrase that, that was God knows. Oh, God I love knows. That. 
because there were several times when we were running late, like there was one day that if we had been on time, there was an accident mm-hmm. involving a semi truck at the end of our street. We would have been right there in the middle of it when it happened. And there were some other things like that. Mm-hmm. And my oldest and I just started saying, God knows. I'm not really sure where we got. Maybe it was during the pandemic because we weren't going as many places. So we just kind of got out of the practice of saying that. Like, But that's what we would like. When I started getting really antsy, we would step back and, you know, God knows. We're, we're, we're late for a reason and we're just going to get there when we get there. And mm-hmm. we'll be the way that we're supposed to get there. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, that's always, you know, again, letting God into that moment. Yes, it's it's very rational for us to always say like, Oh yeah, take the breath and and calm yourself down. But in the moment, but in the moment, yeah. but like if you're just like you're about to, God knows, God yeah. knows, God knows. <laughs> yell that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yell it. I mean, let it because let that frustration come out, and then but those words are going to take you back automatically. Yeah, God knows. Well, yeah, because like if um, you're because even if like you're yelling it in frustration, yeah, like it's taking yourself from looking inward mm-hmm. to God. Uh-huh. So I think that's actually a beautiful way of doing or it. Or even just, yeah, saying something like delays are part of God's plan, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he's, at the very least, he's allowing this and he's, yeah. mm-hmm. he's going to use it for your good. Even yeah. if you don't know what that is. And, I mean, it could be in the midst of this, like, this is just the cross that you have to bear. Yeah. And that you're constantly late somewhere. And it's okay. How does God want me to change? Right. How do and I respond I to really, that reality? Yeah. yeah. How, and that's that's really difficult to look at, I think, because especially when we feel justified. Mm-hmm. Or well, maybe we are justified. Yeah. We are justified because our, we've told the kids to do this. And I'm that pretty and sure that most, yeah. most of it is justified. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's justified. But, <laughs> well, and then but, envy is part of that, too, because everybody else gets there on time. Why can't we get right. there on the time? The mythical children again. Yeah. yeah but, that's rooted in pride. It, it's, uh, it is a, rooted in pride. Yeah. It's rooted in uh, the, our own image of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, keeping well, we, that intact. I found that there's this person inside of me who performs for that person inside of me. Uh-huh. Do you know who I'm talking yes. about? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And like, yep. if that, like, this is my self image and it's not about other people. It's about my self image. And my husband, I try to explain this to him because when we were first married, he'd be like, why does it matter? X, Y, and Z, because that's how who I am. This is who I am. And he'd be like, yeah, but nobody's watching. It doesn't matter. I don't care what other people think. I never have cared what anyone thought. I still don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's, there's this person inside of me that I want to be. And when I fall short of that, mm-hmm. I'm offended at myself. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like there's two people inside of me. Um, I don't have split personalities or anything. I'm just saying like, <laughs> but that's pride. Oh my gosh, that's ego. That yeah. person's ego. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I'm a person who's organized. I get oh, I've said those words. Time. I've said those words. <laughs> I didn't used to be this person. <laughs> because, but I feel like pride is Sorry. the root of mm-hmm. that for me. And I don't know if it's true for you guys. I couldn't say that. But anytime that I'm being impatient with them, it's always because there's this part of me that wants to live up to that standard mm-hmm. of, of what I am or to my, my best self or the excellence. It's it's very American. Mm-hmm. And we have, yes. like, you know, we have to sort of unpack some of that as Christians because our, we've gotten so wrapped up in this, in our culture too, and the culture's woven itself into our souls. And I, I think that we really have to spend a lot of time unpacking 
the cultural things that have just sort of crept into our self images or our expectations for our families. You mentioned that I was thinking it earlier, but then it didn't fit in. And now you're bringing it back up. But I was thinking about how when I lived in Costa Rica, nobody's ever on time in Costa Rica. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. And it's, there's just so like, People show up when they show up and everybody is, ha- I mean, like things I, you know, like for work and school. Yeah. Okay. But like everything else, everything like else, it's like, you know, we'll get there when we get there and everybody still enjoys themselves. Nobody mm-hmm. is upset. Somebody is an hour late to a party or whatever. They're just, they're there and they're enjoying their time together. And, you know, I think about like, you know, even at church, the kids are running around the church and mass is just good. Everybody is praying and mass is good. Not that I'm necessarily advocating like our children all running around. But it is true that in other rites or in other parts of the world, you see a totally different response and attitude mm -hmm. towards noises and children Mm -hmm. and inconveniences. Yeah. Yeah. But just that, and that's an impatience too, is like, and so... I, I was thinking about this, like, part of its culture. Because when I came back, I was so much more relaxed. Because my day consists of going to work, riding the bus home, reading in the afternoon, taking a nap, and then going and hanging out with my friends. Nice. And it was, like, the most relaxed. I lost weight. I was the healthiest. I ate more food there than I ever. Like, I do not eat that much food here. Like, I was telling them earlier that I've hardly eaten today. <laughs> but... But there, like, it took me two hours to eat breakfast one morning. My my host mother made me. I was, it was just so much food. And I, but I lost weight. I was healthier. I was, you know, happy. You know, that, mm-hmm. that sense of happiness. Sure. But it's because I was more relaxed. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, there were still some issues there, too. I mean, you can't get, again, we all have things that happen. But, but it's just, it's kind of interesting, like, the, you're talking about culture and mm-hmm. since I've lived in two different seeing that it's a, it's a big thing. And since then I've reacquired that, you know, on time is 15 minutes early. It's the attitude. Cause that's why I had, that's why that was the attitude I had. That was, that was our, that was my mantra. I was always, you know, early for things mm-hmm. because that's on time. And mm-hmm. now I'm 15 minutes late everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, but like you said, you know, which is the more important thing and mm-hmm. which is going to get me to heaven yelling mm-hmm. at my kids and reacting to that frustration or building up that relationship and showing my kids how to be that non-anxious presence that we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What I'll say, you were saying that you didn't know if like pride was a root for us either, but I think it is because it is that, that root sin, because even if it's not, you know, like you being late somewhere isn't saying like, you know, looking at a specific image of yourself. It's still looking inward. Mm-hmm. It's still being like, okay, well, I'm getting really, really frustrated right now. It's affecting me in this way. And this is how I feel. And this is mm-hmm. how I want to react. And I'm on the clock. And, and I, I have to exactly. do this. And I, I, I. There's yeah. a lot of ego involved in this. Yeah, because like for me, like it's not even so much like I would like to be an on-time person. And so that frustrates me. But then I worry about what are these people going to think of me and, and everything like that. And so I don't really have like this, you know. Like I am a punctual, like the, the See, that's like that. For I don't the have that. Like I, yeah. it's all about like ego for me. Like it's <laughs> well, all I mean, my it is, interior. It is, it is kind of ego because I want people to think yeah. good of me. Yeah. And but there is that wanting to respect other people's time as well. And so I don't know, but but that's not to say that we don't teach our children that being on time is important. Hey, well, it is. They live in the culture they live in. 
Mm-hmm. You have to be on time to work, or what happens? Mm-hmm. Well, and Ma- like I don't know how many times I say, Mass doesn't wait for us, so we're going to go right, to Mass. Right. Father's going to start at eight o'clock, whether we're there or not. Right. Yeah, and- Father. A while, a couple weeks ago, he had in his homily. He was talking about like encouraging people to be on time. And the very next week, we were like walking in right after them. We're like, oh, like we're those people. <laughs> he was very respectful about it, but we have to train our children. I think it, but it's. I think again, it goes back to how can I train them in a way that builds this relationship instead of a reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can train kids with a reaction. What's going to happen is they're going to grow up having the same reaction to stuff that you do, and you're yep. teaching them how to respond to something in a stressful mm-hmm. way. Yeah. yeah, that's. I see that play out in my. Kids all the time. They uh-huh. they get stressed out of the same stuff I get yep. stressed out about. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, mom did that to you. Yeah, but I love the yeah. little treat I gave you. And then the way that they do it, you're like, oh, that's me. Oh yeah, you oh, can, no. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. yeah, I know. I've been I've been praying quite a bit recently about like protect them from my sin, yes. protect them from my faults, and just don't let them be so wounded, mm-hmm. so that they don't have to grow up with the same stuff that I have to deal with and that I'm working through, and you're trying to dig out. Like protect them from that. And I, I ask think- them to. I ask Mary to wipe their memories. Like seriously, mm-hmm. just wipe their memories of all my, the wounds and the sin that I inflicted. Just mm-hmm. have happy memories. Mm-hmm. Mama, remember the good times. <laughs> I know that's unrealistic, but I do ask her yeah. to do that. Take. Don't let them be wounded by me. Mm-hmm. And in reality, they will be wounded by, you mm-hmm. know. But us. your prayers could lessen that. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, we we talk about. You know, choose your battles, and we hear that a lot. In some aspects, I've gotten a lot better about that. But what I've noticed in my kids recently, because we've had, you know, some tough things going on, is that in stressful situations, they've started nitpicking each other. Mm-hmm. And that's been bothering me. I haven't really figured out how to address it without, you know, I don't know. Because I know that they've got that from... I know that's, you know, we're just, we're just talking about, mm-hmm. I know that's from me. Like that when I'm stressed out, it's easier you for me to. picking around at the. Yeah. And so I've been trying to talk to them about like, is that really the most important thing right now? Like, is this real, like in the ends, in the grand scheme of things, is that something that has to be argued about? Well, I guess not. Yeah. So I, I guess that's the best way I can approach it right now. I just wish it wasn't so much right now, if that makes any sense. But, mm-hmm. um, but that kindness, because that's what I'm seeing is that they're not being kind to each other because they're in this, they wish that they weren't in a stressful state and they're going to take out their stress on somebody else, but it's not going to get rid of it. It's just going to cause more. Mm-hmm. domino effect yeah 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 well and i think too about in terms of these virtues like looking at my family like my side of the family my mom and dad and my sisters and and their families and how different we are like i'm the only catholic in my family i have like a fallen away uncle um but i don't really have a relationship with him but um like talking about them specifically and how in the past i've been so frustrated with you know, when I, when I first became, and I've talked about this in, in previous episodes, but where I became Catholic and I knew the, the, all these truths and I just wanted them to know, but I came off as so angry. I was so mean to them and I was so prideful. Like I knew this and you don't, and you're just being this sinful, you know, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? The sinful person. <laughs> well, no, just being the sinful person. And <laughs> yeah. And if I can just like tell you these things, these lists of truths real quick, then you will know. And I just completely forgot about the years that it took for me right. to oh, get to this point this, that I'm at right the now. The zeal of a convert. Oh, gosh. It's awful. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's awful. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> Untempered by the Holy Spirit, it is awful. Oh, uh, yes, exactly. And so, and then, you know, as I've, over the course of time, as I've learned, that that's not the proper way to go about things, that you do things in love, not out of um, just, you know, that impatience. But learning that they're they're on their own faith journey and praying for them. And I used to also, one thing that I did, trying to get them to convert as quick as possible, every time I got together with them, I'd bring up faith. And then mm-hmm. me and uh, my sister's boyfriend would just have arguments all the time. And he wasn't somebody, he, I, my husband kept telling me um, to not engage anymore because he wasn't willing to listen. And I was like, but I could, I could make, I could have, you know, an effect here. Then I realized, no, like it it wasn't, it wasn't a situation where he actually wanted to learn. He just wanted to disprove my faith. And so learn to back off from that. But, you know, that took some, some humility there because I was like, you know, it's about what I'm doing here in this situation and I need to continue talking, but learning to back off from them and show them kindness by not judging them like I had been for years and um, living out my faith in front of them rather than just using words, just being kind and loving to them and doing it for the glory of God, praying that God glorifies himself through this and that they would have a conversion, but not necessarily always, not even doing it necessarily specifically for that doing it because I love them, you know, like doing it for their own good, for their own sake. And yes, absolutely. Every time, because I want, I I do want them to, to have a conversion of heart and to know God and to know him in his church and, you know, to receive salvation at the end of life, at their lives and everything. So of course I want that ultimate good for them. But before I was having these conversations and I was only getting, I was only talking to them when I wanted to tell them about mm-hmm. about God and about, you know, what they were doing wrong. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head. with, And I think we're going to see this through the other virtues as we talk about them too. But, you know, when you said you do things out of love, and I think that's really, that's it, right? All seven of these virtues have to be rooted in love and God's love and God's love shining through us and us doing what, doing his will. And so that we can be those lights of love to others, those beacons that bring other people closer to him. And I think we're going to continue to see that love and the other four virtues along with the humility as we continue to talk about them. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you. Coffee and Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.